0: Have you guys silenced your phones? That's not bad. Yeah. I mean if it's on, it's silence on. The phone,
1: man. Whatever's. Mari, sit
0: back down, please.
1: <laughs> I'm you about to no? silence you. <laughs> 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 <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore that man. <laughs> Who are we missing? Mark?
0: Nobody gave him permission yeah, to speak. Alright, we're
1: gonna get started. Alright, welcome to the Rod of Iron Podcast. Yeah. Fundamental Baptist breaking down discussions, dogma, and daily events. I am your host. Pastor Bruce Mejia, First Works Baptist Church in Amani, California. Joined by the men in our church, the fundamentalists for the Hiketop Mason, Ray Flores. We have Marco Sanchez. And we have a special guest with us. Hello. Brother Stepan. We'll just call him Brother Step. By the step. okay? Arturini,
2: no flex zones. <laughs> He's here. Why
1: are you so high? He's gonna step on. We the step. Switch, we okay, stool. you. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> hey, you, you're messing up the camera angle. You're literally your face is cut off on the camera. Step. So you gotta switch. Abase yourself. Well,
3: my, mine was gonna be the like same thing.
1: Uh, then, uh, then, sw- then switch to a chair or something.
2: Yeah, both of us switch
1: to a chair. Or yeah, just you just stay on. You can stay on that one, Marcos. Yeah. Or yeah, and just right switch now, to a yeah, chair.
4: Actually. The there we go. Yeah, it was. It see. was way too high for my. All right, own. let me let me let me fix this real quick. Okay. This is good. He just got
0: a base, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so You're about to get that, exalted. How was that barbecue?
4: Oh, bro. That, oh, what happened. That you had to beat somebody. All right,
1: tonight that. we got some pretty <laughs> exciting discussions <laughs> taking place. We're gonna be talking about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Muay Kickboxing, MMA. And just uh, learning how to fight, knowing how to fight, and the importance of that. And in fact, that's why Brother Step is here. Yes, sir. He, he is a uh, weight trainer, strength trainer. Yes, but he's also a Brazilian judicial awesome. practitioner. I believe yeah, he's a blue, blue belt, belt. Mm-hmm. right? And so and I think we got a lot of judicial practitioners in our church. It's mm-hmm. important to learn how to fight. And there's a misconception out there amongst mainstream Christianity that basically has this narrative that if you're a Christian man, that you're supposed to be this pacifist, effeminate, sissy soy boy, You know, don't get into any physical confrontation. That's not a proper attitude to have. And in fact, it's not biblical, right? But on the other hand, we don't want to take it to the other extreme and be violent and have this machista, you know, chest puffed out Napoleon complex. We want to be right in the middle where it's like, hey, we need to make sure that we defend ourselves. We're able to defend our wives, our children, the innocent who are incapable of defending themselves as well. And so we're gonna be talking about that. And then we're gonna get a little bit into the topic of Neuralink and Elon Musk. He gave some updates about that yeah. and how that ties into the Mark of the Beast, end times Bible prophecy. And we might get into some demon possession slash oppression. Brother Keith is here. Brother Keith Revis. Say hi, everyone. Hey Keith. Yeah. Hey, Keith. Hey, Keith. <laughs> All right. So um, we'll be giving some shout-outs at the end of the video, at the end of the podcast. And maybe answer some questions if we have time. So we're looking forward to a great show. Gentlemen, are we ready? Yes, sir.
0: Bro, I to an Armenian man? It, you're,
5: together,
0: you're invited to yeah, a barbecue by an Everyone's Armenian guy and you don't show up? Yeah,
4: that'd
1: yeah, that'd up. Go, that'd that'd stroke, Dang, bro. Wait a minute, hold on a second. I wasn't invited to no barbecue.
4: Oh <laughs> What are you talking oh. about? You didn't
3: invite the man he of God? You a son. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when was this? this
0: is a co-
3: <laughs> what was this? Monday. Monday, Monday.
0: Couple of days ago. Long, long time ago. <laughs> Is that what <when> it was? <laughs> so this guy, oh, I won't go. he didn't even text me to say I'm not coming. Yes, I did. I no. Said I'm working overtime. I'm not Brother Hike, you didn't but even text me to say you're invited.
4: That was not. Yeah, no, there's kebabs. There's kebabs involved. Oh, kebabs man. and you didn't invite <laughs> me. What? That thin yeah. bread? Yeah, bro, it was and
3: garlic. garlic? 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 Garlic spread? Yeah, Nah, but I didn't have. It's just garlic and paste. That's the ingredients garlic
4: and paste no it was good
1: yeah. and this guy didn't show so, up. you guys got to get what's into the, you need to get into the mic yeah, so but, you guys got to switch off like pull hey, the but, mic towards you well,
4: what's the paste made out of that's garlic the real question
3: garlic
1: and paste that's
3: garlic it.
4: and but you're saying and paste yeah, like paste it. is its own thing yeah right? it is <laughs> 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 you get a jar of paste
6: bro
0: you gotta answer the question why did you not come oh yeah you said you're bro- yeah, working uh, overtime Okay, can i
6: text you <laughs>
4: Well before you guys ever called me, bro. I, I, have, I'm, I didn't
1: get no text. Before. I'm just trying to figure out why I wasn't invited. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's mad because he invited him, he didn't come. I'm mad because he just didn't invite me. Period. <laughs> when was this? A couple like a couple Monday. days ago? Monday. Oh, Monday. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's still. I see, I see I'm what's good. up.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> How are we doing, gentlemen? Good pretty good. Right. Doing good. Excited. Doing? I'm excited about tonight's episode. I'm excited to have Brother Step here. Brother Step, you got saved in October of 2019, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You actually, um, you go way back with uh, Brother Ulysses Hernandez. Yeah, to Trained together. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you guys used to train together, and um, Brother Step is a powerlifter. He can he can lift a house, no. and <laughs> and <laughs> a car. And he's working on the state of California soon, so I'm <laughs> wow.
2: Lift up the lockdown. Lift up the quarantine. Yeah, yeah lift yeah, up the quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what legend, I'm talking about. Legend has it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> he lifted the lockdown. We got to take you to he New He already some did house. it multiple states.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's easy. Yeah, that's, he spiri- that's a spiritual answer right there. Yeah, I
1: like that. Yeah, you guys you guys uh, go way back with lifting, right? Uh, yes, yeah, sir. You're kinda, you kind of helped him and trained him how to lift. And yeah. Yeah. And so, um, we Don't had, a lot. we had, a, we, <laughs> we had the fall program in October and we we're encouraging people to invite their friends and families to church. He invited you, yes, you sir. came on the first Sunday, you got saved. Yes,
2: sir. Yes, I did. Uh, and, uh, I just, I was ready to be saved. It was just right then and there. I was very uh, open to everything and everything just made perfect, clear sense to me. I just, I couldn't see why other people didn't think this way. That, that was the hardest part for me. Brother uh, Elises, were you uh, the one who
1: got him saved? No, brother Glenn did. Oh, brother Glenn. He,
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brother Glenn came up to me and he asked me, you know, can you ever lose your salvation? And at that time, I thought you could, you know, and, uh, you know, I was very wrong about that. And I was really glad that he corrected me. You know, wow. I thought, you That's know, cool. if you blaspheme against Even God or you, or you maybe commit suicide, I thought you might lose your salvation. Yeah. And, you know, Brother Glenn cl- corrected me and I had no idea. Hey, Amen. Really I, cool.
1: I forgot. Did you get did you get baptized that day or? Yes, I did. I got. So, yeah. baptized. so the day I'm you got saved way. Way. is the day you got baptized. Yes. Great. You guys remember that? you guys yeah. remember that, the, the, the fall program? It yeah. was like tons was of baptisms. Like oh, yeah. every week we're having tons of baptisms. Yep. Yeah. Tons of salvations, but also tons of baptisms. That's
3: why there was a drought in California. <laughs> 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 it was, it, it would almost tub. be weird
1: if we had a Sunday without a baptism. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> At least two, 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 if not three baptisms a week sometimes. We had a bunch of visitors. A lot. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them TV got saved. A lot of people. I right. think... Well, Miss DJ is the one who, who won the fall program. Yeah, she
2: she did, did, yeah.
1: Right? I think you were like steady second, Maury. Joking, bro. Right? Well, besides the salvations, all the seeds planted. <laughs> you got faithful. You got. You began growing and learning. I just think I th- I thought it was pretty neat that you like um you and Ulysses knew each other, you know, and then like you taught him, right? Like how to how to weight lift and all that, and then he like thought about you when it came to salvation and bringing you to church and then it's like because i remember him telling me about that and then like i remember actually i was like the first person you met right where you came early yeah
2: yeah uh so i I actually flew back in from armenia on a friday night at at 10 p.m and then saturday i I had to recover you know because your time was all zones all messed up and then sunday you know i you know i told you this i was going to be there brother you said told me i was going to be there and i went I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to be late or nothing. I didn't want to be offending nobody, you know, coming in late, uh, interrupting. So I came early, and, yeah, you, I, I met someone, but they didn't speak English. So, I, and then they pointed oh, it to you.
1: Oh, you know what's funny? I think that was – so my mom brought visitors that day, and they are from, like, Peru, but they didn't speak English. And I think you got them saved, right? Yeah. Actually, they're the ones who got baptized along with you yeah. that Sunday because they got saved, and then they got baptized as well. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. So you said you got a uh, blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Yeah, I have
2: a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. And my brother actually has a brown belt, and he runs a school in Armenia. I have to give him props. Nice. He's international. Yeah. What's your brother's name? Andre.
1: Andre. All right. Brother Hike, you're a purple belt. I am. Right? In Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Yep. And you did some judo as well? I did judo. Uh, the place where I mainly trained,
0: we actually did everything. It was just grappling. It was stand-up. It was really, like, no rules. Yeah. You know, anything goes. A lot of stuff that I learned over there. And uh, I took to another gym. They said, well, you can't do that here, you know. So, yeah, so I trained them. There's,
2: there's a lot of locks and holes that are con- deemed dangerous, like ankle locks, heel hooks, you know. Because yeah. you could, you know, in a split you, you second, it could hurt someone. When I think
1: of, like, leg locks, ankle locks, I always think of sambo, right? Yeah, yeah leg locks. Like, sambo yeah, is absolutely. more, they, they more focus on leg locks, ankle locks, knee bars, and stuff like that, yeah. right?
0: And the thing with, like, uh, working with somebody's ankles or having them you know in, uh, in an ankle lock or a toe hold or something like that is it doesn't really necessarily hurt at first and people if you're like a white belt or like if 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 you're not trained enough you, there's always like a pride thing that comes you mm-hmm. know right. and you don't want to tap but you don't tap to that toehold or you don't, you know, somebody has your yeah. ankle the next day. You're not going to be able to walk. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's
2: not a choke where you could feel the choke coming on the ankle lock when someone holds it on you. It's, you feel nothing and then your ankle just snaps. Well, the thing like, is yeah. like
1: your feet have, I mean, they have a lot of bones, yeah. a lot of bones. So it's just, it doesn't feel like a choke. It doesn't feel like an arm bar per se. Yeah. You know what I mean? So brother Maury, you did, um, what did you do? You, you, you did wrestling, right?
7: Yeah. I wrestled, uh into the mic, brother. Into the mic. I wrestled um in high school. I went to East Los Angeles Community College, and then I got a scholarship to go to uh, Midland University in Fremont, Nebraska.
1: Cool. And then, brother David, you're gonna come up. You you did boxing.
7: Yeah, I did
8: kickboxing, MMA, roll around a little bit. Hey, bro.
1: Look, look. I, I <laughs> I'm of the
0: firm belief so, that if you're a guy, <laughs> if you're a guy. <laughs> It is necessary for a man to be punched in the face at least once in their lifetime <laughs> and also to punch somebody else in the face. Number one, you want to gauge that no, distance. No, 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 no. Come on.
1: I, okay, I, look, look, here's my stance on it because we got we to filter this through the Bible, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It is important. I think it is important to get punched in the face at least hey, once man, in your you've life. You've got to self-examine yourself. I'm not saying like you're not right with God you know? if, you're not, if you don't, though, because <laughs> people go through their entire lives and never get in a fight once, and that's a good thing. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's a really good thing. Yeah. Look, and the thing is, is like we should always avoid the fight, right? Yep. Yep. Now I've been in fights before. I trained in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I did Muay Thai kickboxing, and and um, I I did it before I got saved, and so and I did it at an age where, um, you know, I was kind of like in my prime, and then you get good at it, and then you kind of get big-headed. Yep. You know what I mean? You so you like just kind of want to fight everyone. Well, you say like the you guys know what I'm what talking what? about. Yeah. Where it's what? just like.
3: What would you say, like, the reason why you started doing Muay Thai and kickboxing and like that? Well,
1: I, I kind of grew up around it because my brother was a Muay Thai kickboxer. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who really got me into UFC, for example. And then we would watch the first fights. We learned about Hoist Gracie and all yeah. those guys. And then, you know, but he was always into Muay Thai. So I used to go with him to the gym, watch him train. He would train me. And then I just kind of, like, always wanted to be a Muay Thai kickboxer. I just thought it was always cool. And then it's, too, you know, I kind of, like, grew up in a in a – in a rough area, so it's just important to learn how to fight because you just don't want to get punked. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you never want to get caught in a fight where someone's just whooping on you and you just don't know how to fight, you know? Because the majority of the guys, sometimes in the street, they don't know how to fight. Yeah, yeah. They throw haymakers, they do helicopter punches kind of thing. They're headhunters. Yeah. Head yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to make sure that I just, I knew how to defend myself, you know? Yeah. But it, it, it was detrimental at times though because when I got good at it, I got kind of like big headed. You know what I mean? Like you got, you get prideful and you feel like you could just beat anybody up. But you just always got to remember this. There's always someone who's better than you. Yep.
2: You can't always, always be the hammer. Sometimes you gotta be a nail. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, ta- it taught me a lot. It taught me, you know what ta- Muay Thai specifically? Cause I did Muay Thai longer than I did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It taught me pain tolerance. Cause man, Muay Thai is rough on the body. It's rough on the body, and it taught me to to, to tolerate pain, taught me discipline, and just kind of man up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I really like I like Muay Thai more than I like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is really fun, and I did I did geese. I think did you do? I like Gi, Yeah. You did a gi? I like Gi, because I see it
0: as a sport. Like, yeah. I, for me, it was more fun with the Gi, because there's more chokes, more more What's interesting going on? things that you can do. Oh, just the
1: oh okay.
8: Yeah, I like the geese. Yeah, I like the gi. I, I didn't like Gi because I would get choked out by, by someone's by clothing or geek. my own clothing. Like, <laughs> that's that's pretty. You know, <sighs> I like it better as a sport.
0: No yeah. Gi, definitely necessary. If you want to, okay, transition into street fighting or if you want to transition into MMA, yeah, you got to train no Gi. But yeah. as a sport, I really love Gi. Yeah. You know? I
1: liked it. I liked it. Because I kind of saw. So I used to train in, in Thai kickboxing first. And, my, and then my coach said, hey, you need to get your ground game. And, you know, my, my trainer, he. Worked with Geese And he got his black belt From uh, Jean-Jacques Machado Who was uh, Cousins of the Gracies yeah. And um he just told me he, – he told me to approach it from a sports stance, kind of like what you said, Brother mm-hmm. Hike, where it's just like, you know, this is not necessary for street fighting, though you can use it for that. It's more so for sports. Well, I'll tell it's you com- why competing. I transitioned into, into grappling from Muay Thai, because
0: I realized I'm not going to do Muay Thai professionally. And yeah. I did Muay Thai maybe for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, man, like, what's the point of getting kicked in the head and getting punched in the head if right. I'm not going to get paid for it eventually? Yeah. So it's like, okay, now I know how to punch. Now I know how to kick. So – it's time to transition into something that's, because uh, again, there's no point in getting hit in the head yeah. for no reason,
1: you know. That's and I, you know, and again, it's just like, you just got to approach it and not be violent. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's important because you could really hurt people. So the, I trained in Long Beach, and um, that my trainer, his name was, he, they called him Golden Legs. Right, his brother was just this crazy Muay Thai kickboxer, but he was a drunkard though. And he used to go to the bars and stuff. This guy, he was older. And he was like super famous because he was known for knocking out 10 guys in one night. They tried to jack him and he just like slept them all.
6: Dang.
1: You know? Now, when I heard that, I was like, dude, this guy's cool. Like, that, that's cool, dude. Like, cause they tried, they, they tried to steal his wallet. You know what I mean? And he's like a short sure Cambodian guy. By the way, there's, there's this debate Mui you know thai what I mean? Well, where, 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 where yeah. did Muay Thai really, you know, kickboxing really come from? The Cambodia Cambodians say they came up with it. The, the, the <laughs> Thailand people said, no, they originated from them. Who cares, right? But he told me, so basically he was at a bar and, and he's this little guy <laughs> and dude, he slept all of them. <laughs> and I remember my trainer telling me like, he's, he would say like, don't use this in the street. This is very dangerous, you can kill someone. Even if you, for example, you do a, uh, an ankle sweep, right? Mm. You do a roundhouse ankle sweep on concrete, Someone hits their head; they're yeah. done. Because people don't know how to fall. Which, right. by, by the yeah. way,
0: that's the first thing you you learn, like in grappling and judo. Yeah. Jiu- oh history, yeah, is, like how to fall. Because people they fall like a toddler would fall, and bam, like there goes your head. Man. You know. Your
2: priority in a, in a street fight, you got to keep away, keep distance, because you don't know the other person, what they have on them, who's around. Okay. You know, they got a knife, they got a weapon. You got to keep your distance. You, you can only fight as a very last resort. Yeah. You got to think of it as um, it, it has to be a, a responsibility to fight. You can't go look for it. You have to respond you know you you can't create the situation responsibility your ability to respond you have to respond to the situation if someone is next to you and they can't respond you have to have that ability to respond for them yeah
1: yep and and the 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 goal would be to to just avoid as much as possible but let's say you know you're in a situation and someone's trying to attack your wife you know what i mean and you know he might be like two times bigger than you but Dude, that's your wife like get yeah,
2: that ccw you need to have the ability to respond yeah. to that situation you know you, yeah. you what are you gonna do you're gonna make excuses like okay you should have you should have you should have been ready for this moment a year right. ago a year and a half ago you know right
1: you know and obviously like you said you just you know conceal care <laughs> yeah, but,
4: yeah he, but you know
1: what, the vast majority of people are not caring though you uh, know what yeah I
4: mean? if you have to get violent it shouldn't be a choice at that point exactly like, i have yeah. to get violent I and it's not violence to. Yeah, 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 just in the mind. You're so, defending. Because yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: violence is yeah. violating someone else. Yeah. 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 It's basically you are taking away their rights, they don't want to fight you, they don't want to get physical with you, oh. and you just strip that from them and yeah. you just attack them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas being, you know, defending yourself is a different story.
4: Yeah, if you have to use force. Yeah. yeah. you know, Like at work, sometimes, sometimes you have
3: I, to. there's been like a couple of times where I've actually had to use my wrestling skills. You know,
1: Do a double leg?
3: Yeah, do a double leg or put someone in a full Nelson. By like, it was because... Did you do the crucifix? And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy's name? Gary. Gary Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary good Goodall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was, like, UFC yeah. 7 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what you, what
0: you mentioned, like, you're in a situation with your wife. You're walking yeah. down the street. That's why, like, it all comes down to your lifestyle. Like, number one, what what time do you decide to go home? You're having a date. Where Where is this date? Where are you guys going? Is it a neighborhood? Is it a good neighborhood? Is it a bad neighborhood? Is there going to be a lot of goons out? Like... You know, and then look <laughs>
1: and then look work at talking your way out of it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, a soft answer turneth away really wrath, yeah. the Bible says. Yeah. You know what I mean? So suddenly they, they start talking trash to you, it's just like, I'm sorry, man. I apologize for that. Just please leave us alone. We're just trying to have a yeah, good time absolutely. or whatever. We're out and, eating or whatever, you know. And and that's the, obviously it's not gonna happen all the time, but I'm saying try to pacify the situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It does come down
0: to like an art of war also, because here's the thing. I would say like eight, nine out of 10 guys that I've met that really can fight, don't want to fight because they know what they could do to like an average Joe. Yeah. Mm. So if you actually do come across someone like that guy, you know, by my house the other night, where there's three of us standing and he's like mad dogging us, he's actually like beating up his girlfriend or something like that. I didn't necessarily see him hit the, hit the lady, but he was mad-dogging us like he's about to do something. It's like, dude, like, have you assessed the situation? There's three of us, even if we <coughs> don't know how to fight. right? Like, but imagine if we do, do know how to fight. Mm-hmm. You just have to be smart about things. You but number battles. one, if here's the thing. The math, it comes down to the mathematics of it. Look, nine out of 10 guys on the street probably can't fight. If you know 10% of jiu-jitsu or like, 10, if, if, <laughs> if you know how to throw a punch, you're probably gonna defend yourself against nine out of 10 people on the street. Yeah, so if there's somebody coming up to you, you know, trying to fight you, that just goes to show, hey, man, like this guy probably doesn't really even know how to fight. Because if he knew how to fight, he's not going to try to fight an average guy he meets off the street, you know, he, yeah. he just hasn't thought it through. Yeah.
8: So,
1: so fighting is scary, but
0: uh, fighting as, as, can be
8: scary as a Christ like individual. We have to have good judgment towards those that are trying to uh, start something with us or our family, but then at the same time. It's, it's not always a fight. Uh, uh, one of my coaches taught me the strategy that, if in case anything ever happened on the street, that as a person that knows how to defend himself or knows how to or knows how to uh, dish it out, um, the first altercation you try to lay him out. You're trying, you're trying to uh, assess the, uh, the um, neutralize. D- neutralize the situation. Yeah. The second time, you you're trying to neutralize the situ- situation. By the, and the third time you're trying to neutralize the situation and, and after the third time if you're if you don't knock the person out or if the person's not defenseless then you're in a fight that's the way I look at things that's the way I used to, that's the way I used to handle my situations out in the street yeah is is I try to get out of something very quick as soon as Absolutely. I can yeah, yeah I mean
1: like I said like talk your way it's out of it if answer, you have to because yeah. look fighting is scary folks like because you just don't know what's gonna happen you know if you're in the street and you get into a fight you don't know who that person is. Yep. You don't know what they're capable of. You don't know if if their wife just left them. You don't know if they're psychotic. You don't know if they got a blade on or them. On PCP, on PCP or something. Yeah. And you know what? You don't know if they're if they're merciless.
7: Right. Yeah. You know you or even if they have a gun or something. Right. that be like What the if they? Scary
1: okay. What? Because we think oh once if they knock me out it's done. Some people don't stop at that.
7: No. No. Yeah. They hey, knock you out they keep on going. The
0: yeah. Some of the videos I see on the street, man, that's like attempted yeah. murder when a guy yeah. is down he's knocked out and you're kicking him and, in the head.
8: And definitely, like, like brother Stefan said, um, you want to keep your space for somebody. You so diff- The first thing I suggest is I gotta for somebody. help you out, man.
4: Hold on, let me. Let me. <laughs> These guys are two
8: feet tall. Stinking Amalekites. <laughs> uh, Can I go out there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> so. As, um, <laughs> all, yeah, what I think, like uh, uh, as uh, a <laughs> <laughs> on the camera is just a forehead. <laughs> like as 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 a, as a as a father as a father, like I would I would suggest or what I like doing or what I want to do with my son is put my son in in a, in a well-disciplined uh, competitive sport like wrestling, judo, or jiu-jitsu. But as we get older, and uh, we want to keep our space, Nothing's, You gotta you gotta learn how to how to protect yourself standing up because. You want to stay off the ground. You don't know what they have on yeah. them, and eventually, it's it's you want you when you fight on the ground. That's 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 a fight. If yeah. you keep yourself, you keep your distance, and you know what you're doing. You know how to defend yourself, and you know how to dish it out. I think it's that important to have better.
1: both the physical, and then you also just gotta have wisdom from the Word of God. I'd rather be yeah, smarter I, for sure.
8: Absolutely, yeah, Because Like like
4: when I would carry right in Arizona, every I carry every day. But when you carry a, a weapon, right? Like, you wanna go out with the intention of, of a, a le- less aggressive than you are even when you're oh, not yeah. carrying. Like, you know, so when I put on my weapon, like, that's like a day when I'm going out, I'm going out to, with less less aggression. And to yeah. watch myself be like, hey, like, you I can't, can't get, get into thing, anything yeah. because, I mean, it's you, a life or yeah, death because, situation. Because, because you hurt someone, like, you know, you shoot someone, even if you, it is in defense, med- <laughs> you're going to jail that day. Yeah. Just realize that you're going to jail. Right. You know what I mean? Like that day that you have to use your weapon, I mean, you are going to go to jail. So, so is, and, is it worth it and, or not? And,
8: and there is a way to come in this spiritually. Like, like, like uh, King David came in with with the, with the what the, he comes he came at Goliath with the name of the Lord. He came with, he came at Goliath with the power. Of yeah, Lord.
1: but that's not what I mean though. What I mean right. is this: is I'm not talking about fighting in the name of the Lord. What I'm saying is yeah. using wisdom, right? right. So to that's what To pacify. I mean. So that's what I mean. Wrath. That's yeah. You exactly. Because I mean? here's you. the thing: is like, you know, again, going back to what I originally said is that. The narrative, the mainstream Christianity's dishing out, is that all Christian men are just pacifist, weakling, sissified men. You know, they, they got the, the faggoty looking Jesus, yeah. right? Who's not Jesus, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Right. And they expect every man to be like that. And, you know, you just, if someone is getting beat up. Don't get involved. Turn the other cheek. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like they, they want to say, that. it's like, well, just turn the other cheek. You it's know, like, dude, my Jesus flipped over a 300
3: pound table. Was like nothing. Yeah, you know? like <laughs> God is a God Just of watch. war. Yeah.
1: God is a God of war and he yeah. delivers people. Let me read to you from Proverbs 24 verse 11. It says, if thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn into death and those that are ready to be slain, if thou sayest, behold, we knew it not. Doth not he that pondereth the heart consider it? So he's like, look, you know, if you see someone who is innocent being violated and you don't do anything about it, you know what I mean? Problem. God's considering that, yeah. you know. And and look, cow being a coward is not Christ-like.
4: Nah. No, not at all. Because
1: cowardice comes from fear. Yep. And God didn't give us a, a spirit of fear, but a power, of love, and a sound mind. Yeah. You know, so you know it's important that mainstream Christianity understands that God does not want. Look, it's it's a sin to be effeminate.
3: Yep.
1: What are what do we mean by being effeminate? Someone define being effeminate for me. I have
3: like feminine attributes. Yeah. Maybe yeah, wrist is too soft or something,
1: you know? Yeah. <laughs> the, wrists, <laughs> the wrists are too soft. <laughs> yeah. They can't bench
3: press too tight. You can tell Strong <laughs> wrist!
1: <laughs> Look, the
0: point is, when you when you come to church and, and you shake a guy's hand, you know, you're going to be judged yeah. by that handshake.
3: Uh, yeah. First and Dude, foremost. I've been, know? like, into Baptist churches where I've shooken... Pastoral staffs hand and they're like, it's like a f- squeezing a fish, a dead yeah, fish. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not just no. talking about that. I'm talking no, yeah, about yeah, yeah. being effeminate
1: but, 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 is not just a physical attribute.
3: No, yeah.
1: We're mind, body, and spirit.
3: Yeah. yeah. But even character as well. Like character. character. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cause really being effeminate is like, basically you're not being bold. You're not spirit filled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're soft. And God is not a soft being, God. Yeah. His prophets are not oh. supposed to be soft. And look, you think of someone who's physically effeminate, they're basically physically weak. Well, how does that carry over into their emotional life? Their yeah, emotionally yeah, you're emotional, weak, yeah, you're and then that means you're spiritually mentally, weak. Mentally yeah, weak. It, it it permeates all who you are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every aspect of your being. The Bible says to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Yeah. You know, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. So the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter six, it lists being effeminate as as a major sin. Okay, what you got there? <laughs> yeah, I'll take I'll take mine. <laughs> This so this podcast is brought to you by Bang Energy Drinks. <laughs> <laughs> or the hike brought me a Bang, potent brain and, and body fuel Star Blast. It, Why this podcast have so many like titles. And, right now? and you guys know I think
7: also a lot of fights can be avoided um, if we don't allow our pride to kind of yep. get yeah. the better of us. Because ultimately, most of the time people just want to talk yeah. and they don't actually want to you know be Whoa, about happy. that action. You know. Yeah. And the um, worst
3: thing is when you start a fight and you get
7: beat up. What is this? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, never yeah, happened. Am I
6: going
3: to die? <laughs> this podcast is about to get wild. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: podcast is about to get wild right when now. When we go
3: through Neuralink, it's going to be like, rah, just forget like, everything
1: I said right now. Let's fight. <laughs>
3: Maury's like, man, I'm
7: trying fight to night. spit some wisdom right now. <laughs> no it's strong. Around. I was trying to spit some bars, but you guys just. Like, <laughs> sorry, you
1: know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Come on up, brother Maury. Come on up. Yeah, repeat that, Maury. Repeat that. Sorry. I'm, this is okay, too no, strong.
7: No. Well, I was just saying just pride in it, the. It, that can ultimately allow us to avoid um, confrontation. So if someone just disrespects you or disrespect our wives, you know, I'm not saying that you just have to you know, well just cuz he said something bad. At the end of the day, these people you're probably never going to see this guy ever yeah. again in your right. life, you right, know. Right, right, right. So in all reality, just because he called you a name or called your wife a name, it's not necessarily something that you have to get into a confrontation over. It'll be more of just something if he's backed up he's backed up me and my wife from me and my children. And yeah if he, if he no physically way. attacks yeah or even just he's getting in my personal space so he's not allowing i'm like hey look i don't i'm not trying to do anything i'm not trying to you know this isn't mm-hmm. i'm not trying to do anything like that you know but for for me i, I just i guess just being able to not allow my pride to get in, get me into a situation where i could potentially get hurt and if i get hurt then who's gonna protect my wife? Right, right, right. Who's right. gonna protect my yep. daughters? Exactly, right. Like you shouldn't be having to friends.
4: make that choice. Like if you're Little making worry, the you choice, people get hurt. To get <laughs> people yes, can hurt I you? actually can get hurt. Yes, and
7: and and I do get sunburned too. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> I just wanted the, the, uh, to throw that truth nugget in there for you. Are you trying to challenge? That challenge? was actually one of
1: the topics for tonight. But that, since you already <laughs> 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 look, can
3: brother Maury get sunburned? Tune in next time on the next week's <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> look, he's absolutely right. You're absolutely right, and it all circles back to you have to. You have to think about every. Well, you don't have to think about every little thing, but definitely have
1: some judgment whether you know where you go at night, what, right, what right. town you're in. So let's move on from that. On. Let's yeah. talk about. The importance of because this really goes into why should we be able to physically fight if we have to well because of the fact that at the end of the day we're in a spiritual battle okay and often what we do on the outside is a reflection of who we are on the inside so we should have um fortitude we should be able to fight the good fight of faith right and you know i look at a lot of the teenagers today, and they look really weak and effeminate. You know, they, they, they look like wimps. Justin Bieber haircuts and everything. Justin Bieber haircuts, Skinny jeans.
2: Sorry. Soy but boys. If anyone at home has trouble sleeping or you have full of energy, just go train jiu-jitsu for an hour, man. You're going to sleep like a baby. Trust me.
1: Especially when you get choked out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Get choked <laughs> out by Billy Stefan and then you sleep like a
3: baby. He's like, come, come
1: see me. Uh, <laughs> by the way, folks, that, that was actually a, a threat from Brother Step right there. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I will put you to sleep. Yeah, that's how that it was drives. not an yeah. instruction. Yeah, that was actually I will cradle a you in
3: my 22-inch <laughs> biceps. I will cradle your neck. <laughs> they call his, they call,
8: they call his, his hold, uh, the NyQuil hold. And, and you don't have to know how to do this to learn how to fight. You, uh, this is it it, it. it is also a great work out to to yeah absolutely. To, and, and it is and it Release is. those endorphins and, and, and me as, yeah. as I, go I can't about, drink this anymore when this i coach so people my my slogan is 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 make you look good and make you feel better so it does make you feel better as you as you learn how to do things and and yeah. and um and it does get you in shape and stuff like that and then yeah. no and if you go to a good gym or, or a good gym to compete or or when you work out it's no no one's there when you go to a gym no one's gonna destroy you so make sure you go to a good gym when no one's there gonna try to destroy you and then and and uh, and uh, you're gonna run vote. into people
1: like that in every I gym.
3: Delay, though. Yeah, try to show off. And I, all, like I I no but matter what not, gym I've I mean, to. There's, there's not. always, there's that not that one guy. always gyms like yeah. that. Yeah. Isn't there's that their one guy? There's that the one freshman there. in high school when they would come into the wrestling. There's event. always
1: that one guy at that gym who just needs to prove something. He sees that you're like new, and he's usually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's usually pretty good. Hey, but you know what? One of you guys brought this up. Also, you want to be careful who you pick a fight with because there's some guys who don't look like fighters. Brother Milan, you you got a brother step. You got a brother step, right? Yeah, yeah. But then you have people who don't look like they know how to fight, and these guys can get down pretty, yeah. pretty crazy. So when the, when I first started training in Muay Thai kickboxing, what, what, you guys want your own podcast or what? No, I'm just kidding. When 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 I first started training Muay Thai kickboxing, I was uh, sparring with this guy. His name was Gordy. That's a pretty
3: nerdy name. Richard. Yeah. Hey, no but that guy, anybody named Gordy he, cracked like that. Ribs, <laughs> he cracked my ribs, dude. He
1: cracked my ribs. We're doing a, a no, a, a, we're doing tight clinches, And we're, we're, we're sparring with knees, you know.
3: Was he a chiropractor or anything like that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he, man, but you, here's the thing, like, he laid it into me and he cracked my ribs. I mean, I was out for like a month because of that. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't even, if I did jujitsu, I, I couldn't be on my, I couldn't be in my guard. Because any pressure on my chest felt like my chest was going to pop. But I remember like after training he would put on his like regular street clothes. I'm like, man, I would never think that this like guy was like a fighter yeah. because
3: yeah. you just Steve never know. Typical looking guy. Yeah. Like me. You just when, never know. When I would yeah.
8: see that at, at, at my gym or, or other gyms like I wanted a piece of that guy, but I knew I knew when I there was somebody in my in my <laughs> I knew when there was somebody at a gym that I went to go visit and train at and I knew he's at, at at my level, yeah, I would stay away from that guy. Of course, like I wouldn't even put myself in that situation where I'm going to get hurt knowing that I have to at work, or I have a fight coming up. But if I ever see somebody bully somebody that's not up to that par, like man, that pumps you up as somebody that that you want to come take that. Yeah, take actually, that's guy funny, out. that's
1: funny you mentioned that because at that gym, there's this guy and he was roided, like he was he was roiding, you know, mm-hmm. and he'd pick on all the guys. But then there was another guy who was better than him, and this guy was like the rod of justice, like he didn't <laughs> oh, like that. Snaps. So like, yeah, so he would pick on guys, and then that guy would go to the little guys. And be like, did that guy was that guy hard on you? He goes, all right, I'm gonna take care of him. And then he like spar with him and just whoop him. Nice, you know. (laughs) And I remember one time there was a guy who was like, um, he 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 did judo, so he came to the gym, and he was just tossing people left and right. I mean, hip tossing them, just embarrassing everyone. And my my instructor he saw that. He saw that this guy wasn't coming to learn. He wanted to come and just basically beat everyone up. Well, my 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 jujitsu. Teacher, he, I mean, he was a, he was a black belt since he was 18, so he's a phenom, right? Yeah. But he was also, I don't know, I think he was like a brown belt oh. in judo. And then he's like, hey, you want to spar? And he just like whooped him, you know. And I really appreciated people like that he's because was, Avengers. Was, yeah, Avengers. <laughs>
3: yeah. Avengers I, of our <laughs> <laughs> adversary. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually <laughs> think that that
7: also. kind of can humble us because we would see that hey there's always someone that That has your number someone that's better than you and there's always that one person to keep you that'll ultimately make you humble so like in wrestling for me you know when I was in high school I was the top dog in my school alumni would come and I would beat them and you know they would haven't worked out in years and they come back thinking they they're about to beat me then when I went to uh, East Los Angeles Community College from that like I just got destroyed I got destroyed at practice, and and I went from the top dog to the little pup. You know, I'm the, I was the little fish in a big pond, you know? And so um, that kind of kept me humble, because I, I was like, my head was kind of big in high school, and then I went to university, or sorry, I went to community college, and then I went to university, which ultimately, I that mentality kind of left me. And so I never went into matches or, or things like that with, with a big head thinking, oh, I'm just better than this guy. I'm gonna yeah. beat this guy um this guy didn't stand a chance some people yeah i did
0: comes down to motive too you know some people would train like a muay thai gym just because they want to go around bully people Mm -hmm. like you know they're a bully man i'm gonna be a bigger bully now yeah but there are people like for example you i'm sure you didn't go into wrestling to bully someone you wanted to go to wrestling to compete and people end up doing that by the way speaking about gyms um just because of like the whole mma culture right now going on the whole brazilian jiu-jitsu culture brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms are expensive dude they're like a hundred and fifty bucks a month, Man. which is crazy. It start. was like a hundred and twenty <laughs> when I did it. What I recommend is calling your local judo club. It's literally they're called judo clubs, and you probably like join for like fifty bucks a month. Mm. And if it's a good judo club, they're probably doing groundwork too, because that's where judo uh, jujitsu came from. It's right. from judo, from right. just groundwork. So look for judo clubs in your area, because jiu-jitsu, from the gyms that I've been to, they really concentrate on ground fighting, but fights don't necessarily start on the ground you know they start standing up so learn some judo and then you so know, let, you down the
1: let me ask brother, step some things because we he's our special guest so yeah. i want to talk to you about uh how long were you involved in brazilian jiu-jitsu for uh
2: since i was 15 years old how old are you now uh, 24
1: 24 and you say you're a blue belt right
2: i'm a blue belt yeah. where did you train uh gracie baja
1: okay yeah. and where's that
2: there's multiple locations right now. The, the the main location that I'm going to is Tarzana, and that has uh, there's Hamalubahal. He's a six-time world champion. Edwin Najmi. He's a seven-time world champion. Uh, world champions come all the time. There's just black belts every day. It's, it's, it's an open mat every every. Every day at around 8 p.m. is any, any anyone can go and challenge the head professor Hamalu or Edwin, and you're gonna lose. <laughs> Dang, they're world champions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, If
3: I can't pronounce his name, if I can't pronounce his name, I'm not gonna challenge him. <laughs>
1: if he's putting out a challenge like that, I'm not gonna challenge him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, do you, what do you
3: get if you win? <laughs> the gym.
2: No. <laughs> gym, gym membership. I haven't I haven't seen it happen that's yet, gone. man. I haven't seen it happen yet. That's
0: major ridiculous. disrespect right there, though. If you go to a gym and challenge the the No, the no, it's, it's
2: not like that at all, man. Uh, it, it, they, you get it as an opportunity to learn. Like like another black belt comes, he's going to have like a skill set. He's learned from somewhere else that you're, you're not like. No, but if know. you just
0: walk into a gym and you challenge like the instructor over there.
1: I think that, oh, was yeah. more, that was more That was more a thing Back in the day Back, now with back in the day Yeah
0: but now I would say like That's that's an insult With social yeah. media yeah, and yeah. I, stuff. I
8: think now you're you Telling somebody on, on, on the phone On Instagram On social media You know what I mean <laughs> well, You know with
2: <laughs> social media You, could, you could get into contact With anyone And then you could set it up And you know Hey man Comment I want to come section. And train <laughs> And uh, you know in, in the past it was like that, you know, in the past when you didn't have the social media and stuff when you'd meet someone new or you go somewhere new there'd be that apprehension. But that's
0: because back in the day people would just uh, like put on a black belt and be like, "Oh, you know oh, I have yeah, yeah. school." Yeah. And there's that's videos out there dude. people. <laughs> <It's extremely laughs> so they don't
1: know. you uh did you compete?
0: Yeah, I competed. Okay, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Did you do any any uh stand up game, We Thai kickboxing?
2: A little bit. Yeah, I used to train karate as well, yeah. Okay. What kind of karate? Shotapan. Oh, me too, bro. I'll
1: see your It's train? an Armenian thing. Uh, it has to I mean, be an Armenian really
0: thing. Ago, Hollywood? <laughs>
2: no. Uh, Glendale?
0: What was the instructor's oh, wow.
2: name? Do you remember? No, bro. That was really long time ago. I was Really long time ago. Why do
0: Armenians Ar-
3: have so much in common? Like, that's. There is karate out Are you guys think related? Karate's a they're like, they're like, are you Armenian? I'm Armenian. Because I'm Armenian too. So much in Like, power. guys, we've already well, established just, this. When Ulysses before
0: Stepan came here, like months before Ulysses, we'd be like, hey bro, well, there's this guy, Stepan. Do you know him? i
4: like, you know him? <laughs> <Stepan laughs> do does he does he like kebabs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> what kind of jumpsuit does he have? There's not even a question. Okay, so bro. here's
1: the okay, let me tell you, let me tell you something funny about Brother Hike, right? Oh, so Brother Hike has this like Armenian radar. Okay. He, he senses Armenian
3: energies. He senses <laughs> Armenian energy.
1: And sometimes like we have well, we don't have a lot of Armenians in our church, but we have we have a couple, you know name some armenians we, we got, got of course brother step you and then brother, you're, um, you're part armenian i'm a little armenian yeah miss jesse yeah miss jesse wohler she's like a quarter armenian she's armenian so, but so I, I anytime gotta catch up on my fraction, anytime man. someone else someone comes and <laughs> i tell what? i always tell him like hey that person's that armenian sense. he always says i knew they were armenian I, I could just tell that they're armenian like he
0: has Bro, even like even if you're not
1: armenian i'll tell you if you're armenian like
4: even if they're not Armenian, know. you'll
0: tell them you are Armenian, huh?
4: Dude, I had a picture. He seen a picture of me. He's like, "Oh, you look Armenian. Like, you be Armenian." I'm like, except for your
8: sideburns, bro. Your sideburns are all Mexican, bro. <laughs> do, do I look Armenian or no? No, sit back down, bro.
4: You're straight. <laughs> 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 I'll,
0: I'll tell you, bro. If you have to
1: ask, you're not Armenian, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good you man that so and then b- one of the big things you do is is weight training <laughs> the yeah, right yeah, strength training yeah, yeah, compete. now you can you can uh, deadlift if i'm not mistaken up to 700 pounds
2: close close, close. 640 hey, like 40.
1: how 80 much 80. What, what what is it is 699 or what 640 i only count in competition oh I, in, 640 in the gym oh, yeah, yeah I've,
2: I've gotten 700 with the with the reverse bands which yeah. makes it easier off the bottom but i don't count gym lifts you know you only count the competition.
0: It's good. There, are, uh, there aren't two or three witnesses, that's why. We believe you brought
2: those. There has to be witnesses, at, there's competition witnesses, so, you know, you know that's on video, it's, it's on record. good, fair
1: enough. It's good. So how would you say, give, give me some things that, um, some principles that you learned, just give me three principles, aren't just, just give me two, because we need to move on to the next subject. Give me two principles that you learned from weightlifting and fighting that you can carry over into the spiritual realm That you feel like has has helped you as a christian
2: yeah you can't be wavering you can't have wavering thoughts when you approach a barbell or Mm. anything like that if you think you can't do it just step away and come back when you're just uh committed to that to that to that lift you know if you come into a a deadlift or a squat and you think you're going to fail and you have second doubt you're doubting yourself there's no point of even doing it that's good Uh, another thing is uh you have to be uh consistent and stable you know like uh i remember watching a sermon a really long time ago about, about past i think it was pastor anderson he talked about you know the characteristic of a christian life is stability mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you, you can't be a stable weightlifter doing once a week taking a week off coming back really hard killing yourself you know you're killing yourself and then you're not going to be able to come back just like if you sat down and you read 30 chapters of a bible in a day i don't think you're going to come back and read another 30 chapters and right. listen, it's not going to happen if you're not it's gonna, good yeah if, yeah <laughs> if, if you're not if you're not if, if you got to be realistic with this stuff you know you got to be very realistic all right give
1: me give me a third one cuz that was really good Give me a third principle.
2: Oh, man, you know, I, I didn't have time to think about the third one. <laughs> oh, geez. So how about, about, about gains, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Oh, I, just, <laughs> I just got one. You know, when you, <laughs> when, you, when you first start training, you have goals in your head, right? So when I first started training, I'll let you know I only squatted 135 pounds. I only bench pressed 95 pounds. I only deadlifted 185 pounds. And in my head, I had a bunch of goals. You know, I was going to, you know, deadlift 405. I was going to be very happy. If I ever got 600, I'd quit lifting or whatever. But, you know, right now, I'm, I'm deadlifting 640 pounds. I've done things. In, in the past that I thought were impossible you know what I mean I thought these things were impossible I'd never reached these things but look at now with the help of God and everything I'm here I th- yeah. I'm doing things that I literally thought were impossible five six years so ago. basically
1: what the Bible says they, you know God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think can you move exactly. a mountain bro I, I, <laughs> you know oh, good, so he faith, has the his faith, his faith to move can. mountains but he also has the muscle to move mountains <laughs> <laughs> as well well good and stuff man I, I like that, and again, the, the spiritual realm of it obviously is the most important. I would rather have someone physically weak, and spiritually strong, but if, it's best to have both. You know what I mean?
7: I think ultimately, he kind of like what he also was saying was that, you know, he had goals, and then once he met those goals, he didn't just say, "All right, well, I got my goals, so yeah. I'm done." He made a goal, he got to it, then he was like, "Let me set a further goal, yeah. and then a further goal, and, and I, then a further goal," and I that think, uh, a makes big us problem. stay. My, uh, uh, goal orientated
2: a big problem with people is that they don't stop and necessarily thank god like you know what i mean like hey man before i couldn't i couldn't bench press 220, 225 pounds now i can't thank god for that thank god for the strength i've gotten most people don't want to do that they want to be dissatisfied they try to look f- f- for a reason to put themselves down it's it's crazy in the world of weightlifting. it's it's amazing how often it happens you know i'll see someone they finish a training session and they immediately they're trying to Look for ways to put themselves down instead of being thankful and grateful. You know, so that's another big like, thing. What yeah. do you
0: mean by that? Put themselves down. Like, what would what
1: would they do? Oh, into like, the oh.
2: mic hike. Into the mic. Like, oh, this is oh, I, this was such a bad session. Th- these weights didn't move like how I <laughs> wanted. You know what I mean? They're just making excuses instead he's of as far away from the mic as uh, being grateful for, for for being able to do what they did. You know what I mean? Like, you'll be surprised when you go on these Instagram posts. Like, oh, my poverty bench. Oh, like oh, this. Poverty and that. bench. Yeah,
4: it's this big thing that what goes. The heck?
2: <laughs> poverty yeah. bench yeah
4: it's, it's pretty it's pretty bad man it's like when, when you do something you should like when you attain something you should be happy about it you have yeah. some joy in your life shouldn't it yeah. be like all like oh yeah but i mean i gotta like that shouldn't be your first reaction well
1: here's the thing a lot of times it's just false humility sometimes that people have
4: yeah exactly false humility that's yeah. false
1: humility yeah. that's just like the word I'm like. because they this yeah <laughs> it's that false humility where it's it's more like you know you know the bible does say i'm fearfully and wonderfully made you know what i mean so, it's like we have to be thankful for what God has allowed us to attain. And humility is not putting yourself down, it's just putting others up for helping us to get to where we're at. Yeah. So, it's just like, you know, obviously we put in the work, we're diligent to reach this goal. But at the end of the day, it's God and others who help me get to this point. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's important. So, amen. Good stuff. So, the ending thoughts on that point is don't be effeminate, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, that's effem- being effeminate is a sin in the Bible. And, you know, I know a lot of people get offended at that, but, you know, if, if, if you're a man and you get fend- offended at that, then just change, you know, be a man, man up, quit you like men, make sure you get to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, be emotionally strong. Sometimes that happens when, you got something to say, Mark? 100%. 100%. <laughs> By the way, for those of you who've been wondering what we're talking about when we say 100%, that's the guy who coined that phrase there. I thought he was going to, like, really? chime in on really? something. I was. I was waiting to say 100% after I he said. I always expect for him to say that. This is the only time it, I dude. didn't expect for him to say that. You know? But uh, it's important to 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 make sure that because God is, he, to him, it's important that a man acts, looks, talks like a man, and a woman acts, talks like a woman, you know? And when you start blending those lines, which society is doing today, where you have these little sissified guys with skinny jeans, soy-filled and they're just limp wristed and just emotionally weak and and, and just not just i'm not talking about unsafe people i'm talking about people like in churches yeah you know and unfortunately bible college is producing that yeah pa- you know?
3: pastor's sons are like believers you know like becoming believers. yeah believers yeah, yeah like into like the, the mic believers. marcos into the mic yeah they're becoming more effeminate like as the years go on and go on yeah like they're listening more to like pop music and hey like that.
1: the prophets of old Rough, right? Yeah,
3: they, wore rough oh, yeah. Yeah, ca- they, they were a ca- rough garment. Yeah, they were. They were rude. Camel's hair. John the Baptist wore camel's hair.
1: Yeah. Ca- he, he ate locusts lo- and wild
4: honey. Can he, you
3: find that in Armenia?
4: He got it from a camel. <laughs> <laughs> camels' hair. <laughs> <laughs> no hard it is to catch a camel
3: guy.
4: <laughs> 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 Have you seen the spiders? It's not like he had another camel to catch up with that camel. <laughs> yeah, run! <laughs> That's why Elijah was so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Hey
1: Paul said Though I be rude in speech Yet not in knowledge You know because a lot of times Like hard preaching for example Right people get offended at hard preaching (laughs) Ray still busted up at his own joke (laughs) Ray is no longer allowed To not be on any podcast He needs to be on every single episode
2: Exclusive Exclusive contract
1: Yeah But, you know, a lot of people get offended at hard preaching, you know, because they want the Joel Osteen type delivery and all that, mm-hmm. and they don't want the coarse language, they don't want, you know, the, the hard truths, and even the language of the Bible. Yeah. But here's the thing, that's what pleases God, though. Yeah. You know, God is, I mean, he's a he's a God of war. You, you don't
3: hear, like, kids saying, like, I want to be a preacher like Joel Osteen, or I no want to be a preacher like, you know, Pastor <laughs> we'll, we'll, Polkadot. You no. Know, no. Like... No. One thing that I wanted to, be, why I wanted to be a preacher is because Pastor uh, Hampton, he was like a rough preacher. You, know? yeah. you met Pastor Hampton before. Well, they kind of get
1: you going. Like you yeah. see a guy up there and he's just ripping face. Exactly. You're, it kind of, I mean, how many times have you been in a service where the, the preacher starts ripping and you just like your heart starts beating fast? Yeah. And you're just like like something's about to happen. You know, it's
2: just like weightlifting, you know. You got to get damaged before you can grow, you know? What I mean, when you, when you when you're sitting down and the pastor is just ripping your face off, it hurts, you know what I mean? You're like, "Ah, oh, man, he's he's right," you know? He's talking just, about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's right. He's like, "Dang, I, I got to ch- make some changes. It's like in weightlifting, you're not going to grow unless you, you really break yeah, down right,
4: those that's muscle right. fibers." That's, yeah. Yeah. It's well, good. What's that, that verse, in, the verse in Psalms? It's like he teaches my hands to, to war, war. My fingers yes, to God fight. God gives me with and strength maketh
2: my way
3: perfect. He teaches my hands to war so that the bow of steel is broken in my hands. Savage. Is that
1: the one you're looking for? <laughs> yes. Let me find the, the one.
3: Psalms 144. I think that's one of them. And then Psalms 18. That's one of them too.
1: Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my yeah, fingers yeah. to fight. Psalm 144, verse 1. So amen to Fire. that yeah amen you know so anyways (laughs) moving on let's talk about Neuralink but Marcos what do you got for us I got like random
3: uh so Neuralink is like um Elon Musk's like side project his side one of his side companies that he has and what basically it is is like to help people with like like Parkinson's disease that maybe they have like damaged nerves or something in their brain you know because Parkinson's disease like um makes you shake a lot and like I guess that connects that that neuralink makes you makes a connection so you don't shake or you don't have those shakes or people have uh, you know blindness in one eye, it's like a dead nerve, and so they that neuralink helps like basically fill They're in those gap. gaps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Neuralink is the company that was founded by Elon Musk, yes. and yeah. the agenda there is basically to use artificial artificial intelligence yeah. to create an interface within your own brain. Yeah. To basically shorten the bandwidth between you and the technology that you use. Yeah. So basically. Well, that's going to
3: be the like the end result of it, I believe. Yeah. Because right now he's just using it. I was like, oh, it's just medical reasons. But he's like saying he's like, hey, later on, it's going to be used like for telepathic reasons. Yeah, I I, I heard when he said that
1: Elon Musk had basically stated that, you know, that the the chip, the Neuralink chip that he's going to be using, that eventually it'll get to a point where he's going to make a universal language. Yeah. That you don't have to communicate with words; it's just you can communicate telepathically. But it'll be like a universal language, kind of like Babylon, I think. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like. Is Babel. that in use now? Well, mm-hmm. he said he said that because they asked him. They said, "So when do you think this is gonna c- can be possible?" And he says, "Within the next five years, five to ten years."
3: Well, the Parkinson's part's already in use. Yeah. Like the technology is already there for that, but he's like, he just wants to advance it even more.
1: Right. Yeah, but just think about that—the fact that he said that about the languages. You know what I mean? Because he's saying, you know, and he makes it sound very appealing because he's stating that, you know, how many times does interpretation get lost in communication where someone talks to you, you just, sometimes you don't hear a specific word or you Mm -hmm. forget something, but what if you could communicate so perfectly within the mind of uh, the recipient that nothing gets lost in the translation? Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you would need a universal language that everyone can understand this technological language. Did he say anything
0: about like filtering thoughts or is like anything that (laughs) pops up in your head going to... Automatically, like wind up in somebody else's head. I think he just stated, God gave us that filter, right? Yeah. Well, like, I think he just stated time. that
1: if you want to communicate with someone, you can do. But the way he speaks of Neuralink is like he's not talking about it like it's just like some imagination. No, he's not playing around. He's not he messing not. around. Like he said, this is a reality. It's going to happen. Not. He's not joking
6: around. You know. But you also got to remember too that with these Neuralinks, they're also siphoning off your data. So when it comes to the Neuralink, there's going to be things that you're saying or maybe that you didn't want to actually say to a person. But yet, how do you know what they're actually taking in from that information? That's why he got commissioned from the government to send up a million satellites. He's allowed to send up to a million satellites. Did he say a million? Was that that's a million? what they yeah. authorized? They said you can send. I know if he has 220 1 so Ray. far. Ray, what can, was it? That's what he's I'm allowed sure. to do. That's what he's I know allowed he to do. He
4: has at least 420 up or no. So but well, out on That's what he has.
6: He has yeah. at least 420 yeah, right? now. Well, that's what, he's allo- that's what he's allowed. He's allowed yeah. to send up to a million, which will allow him to cover the on entire I globe. 420 satellites. No problem. And that's going to like guarantee months. that they're going to be able to siphon yeah. the information off of every person. So basically we're, that's what, happens on the internet what we're
1: now. saying is that this is a precursor yeah. to the mark of the beast. Yeah. You know, yeah, hundred yeah. years ago, the mark of the beast in the mind of people were was basically like a tattoo of six, six, six on your forehead or something, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't it like, that's it's, 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 it's funny.
3: Get. Cause like, <laughs> don't, don't you think like, I just thought of this right now, but Satan's always trying to copycat God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in Acts chapter two, what do you see? Like, Hey, everybody heard cause the Holy spirit, Let them speak in different languages, right? Yeah. And, again, Satan's just trying to copycat, I guess, that thing again. because he's not original, so he basically
1: has to duplicate what God does. Yeah. It's just an inferior version of it, obviously. Yeah, because, like, how
3: are people going to, like, understand, like, everybody's language? Right. Probably through the Neuralink or to the Mark of the Beast. Yep. And you can upload strong delusions up into that thing and, like, hey, you got a new update.
1: Yeah, when you mentioned that about the strong delusions, I was thinking about that. What if, you know, the people who receive this... Because, it, it, you know, Revelation 13 tells us that, you know, those who receive the mark are going to worship the beast and they're going to they're, they're going to be in awe and wonder yeah. Yeah. of all these signs that the false prophet is doing. And who knows, maybe this is basically things that they upload and they're able to project so that they can see these things, fire come down from heaven. Yeah,
4: just like we've seen that, uh, remember I sent you, that, uh, that Abram Spirit cooking no, yeah, lady? Yeah, with the Microsoft that, it was like a VR glasses, but I mean... Yeah. It's not going to stay that way. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? put it into like a so the v- Yeah, and it's like, yeah, exactly. The yeah.
1: VR glasses would be considered like your iPhone 1, basically. Yeah, as of, yeah. And what he wants to do is like put it iPhone X it. or whatever. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it you was know. crazy
4: because like when he first came on Joe Rogan a long time ago, which is like one of the most viewed videos on the internet, what he said then was he's like, well, my peers, they're building this artificial intelligence. And I tell them like, hey, we got to code in some safeguards here. This thing could like, you know, once it becomes sentient get out of hand, we need to get out of hand yeah. who knows how it's going to view us or what it's going to do to us. And they're like, no, like his peer, And who he's talking about there is like Google and Apple really that, mm-hmm. those are his peers. And he's like, he's like, they don't, they don't want to do that. He's like, I tried to talk to Barack Obama, the president, when he was the president and like, he didn't care about it. And, he, and you can rest assured that he's talked to Donald Trump about this. Right. Um, right. But his thing was like, well, they want to make it sentient and just let it run and, and let it be God, basically. Just mm-hmm. let this thing, when it becomes sentient, they're just going to, like, let it take over. Right. They, they don't they don't care about putting safeguards. They want it to become sentient. But his thing was, like, well, I need to somehow make myself relevant to this thing, like, to where I can basically be plugged into the Internet also. So mm-hmm. where I, like, my physical body can be, like, plugged into Google or be plugged into the Internet so I could be as smart as this thing or else it's going to – You know escalate it's it's going to go over me basically i'm trying to just keep up with this thing because i'm afraid so he was doing it like at like like he's like kind of said like out of fear like like hey this like my peers are doing this and they're not stopping and i need to somehow keep myself relevant or else it seems to overtake me which is like kind of weird and
1: he specifically said like um that because everyone asks him and he always talks about the dangers of artificial intelligence and what it can do and how if you let it run its course how how detrimental and, and dangerous it could be to, to the community to just the world so they always ask him like so what's the solution He goes, well we got to put it into the hands of government take it out of the hands of private businesses and put it into the hands of the government to regulate it and he says the only problem with that is is that the government takes forever to do those things and so we need some sort of mass crisis global crisis that will force the people to beg for this technology. At which point the government will institute it, and you know. So, well you know? What's the what's the greatest global crisis there's going to is going to take place in the world in the history of mankind? The beginning of sorrows. Yeah. You know.
6: Well, and that's the one thing too is that if you look at what they're doing, it's they're setting everything up so that when we get to that point, when the false prophet is revealed after the Antichrist dies and comes back, well. The false prophet's the one who's going to say, We need to make an image under the beast. Now, we don't know exactly what that image is going to be, but more than likely, it is in tandem with the Neuralink. So, the Neuralink is going to be another way to recognize. Who actually worships the beast? Especially if it's able to yeah, boss, read yeah. your thoughts, it's able to read because they're not going to tell you everything that it's able to do. They don't tell you everything your computer is able to do. You realize that everybody knows what everyone's yeah, doing. Yeah, you know how long it comes those terms government. of service are. The government I'm not gonna read knows that whole thing. what <laughs> you're doing on the internet because they can read your screen based on the megapixels, based on uh, what words you type in. They know exactly who you are at all times because you every single computer has a basically a fingerprint. And they'll say, oh, we're not doing it. They're lying. They are. Because it's really easy to track. And JavaScript is one of the ways that they do it. JavaScript is one of the easiest ways to track somebody. And most websites use JavaScript. So with the Neuralink, they're getting everything ready to where, more than likely, what you're saying with the language? I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Because then there's communication around the entire world. There's no slowdown of communication, especially to get news out there. Mm-hmm. So everyone's going to start believing. Well, well, the what's crazy about really Elon.
4: quickly? What's crazy about Elon Musk too is that yeah. he's, he's actually tweeted, <laughs> he's like tweeted out things that are like in tandem with QAnon. And so it's like what we talked about last mm. week, like it's mm-hmm. kind of weird that he's tweeted uh, us. Well, like, well him know, and Trump, mm-hmm. are like buddy buddy. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but a real crazy thing that he tweeted out very recently. By the way, tune like, into
1: episode one if you haven't watched that QAnon.
4: He said, yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up on Twitter. But he said, like he he basically said to paraphrase him, he was like, "There exists in the world a difference in technologies in which." the most hardcore technologists are unaware. So he's like, basically he's aware of technology. That's like, that no one knows about yet. Like, you know, which is kind of, kind of scary, man. So, but yeah, that's why, what I think, uh, when it comes down to like the the Babylon takeover, I think that like, that those tech companies could possibly be taken over by the American government under Trump right cuz all those companies have they have all their business in China they're kind of on they're on that globalist side yeah because if you, you think know?
1: about it the neuralink is just it's a it's a duplication or it's just a a it's a copycat of god's omnipresence yeah. so so it's seeking to be omnipresent as god is cuz god knows everything yeah he sees the good you know and the evil you know, his eyes going to and fro, he knows the thoughts, the inner recesses of the heart. And so Satan likes that idea. So, but obviously he's not omnipresent. So he has to create an infrastructure that will imitate that as best as it possibly can, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and, and what, what do phones do? Phones record the inner recesses of our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Go on Google before we even speak. Yeah. <laughs> like if you just think, like of, yeah, before you even talking, it's just like, I already know the, the, the yeah. advertisement
6: comes up. That's yeah. so you mm-hmm. gotta yell at your phone, and say shut up, Google, and stop listening to my dang conversation. Or just don't get a Google phone. I'm just kidding. Exactly.
1: <laughs> get an iPhone. <laughs> I don't have that problem, Mark. I'm just kidding. No, I, I do, I do, I do. So let's say- uh, I hate it when my phone says, I'm listening. I'm
3: yeah, you ever get that at night, like at three o'clock in the morning? No. No. Just Okay, that's just me. I got a question, Ray. You might know <laughs> this.
0: So, If a private me, citizen or or uh, or a private company, in the United States, patents an idea or has a copyright to an idea, does the government have free reign over that idea?
4: No, they don't. So, as of now, all these tech, like Google, Apple, these tech companies, I mean, they're they're private businesses. But but if you go to that's the
3: Production what, Act, the like the Emergency yeah, so, Production Act. So. Which is enacted right now. Yeah, the president can basically take over that and be like, hey, we're in time of war. We need to use your facilities to make these certain things. So
4: that's why it ties in with what Elon Musk says. Like, hey, the government needs to basically get involved in this. Well, that kind of fits in when you get, like, you know, all this beef with China and all these big tech companies are in China. And, you know, they're pretty much uh, – well, the Internet's compromised, you know what I mean, by the Chinese hacking, by Chinese spying. So it's like – it kind of gives him a reason to take over, because that technology, the mark of the beast, I mean, it's not gonna be those private entities that that are over that. It's gonna be have to be taken over by Babylon. It's gonna be a Babylon oh, yeah. takeover of those, Absolutely. of those tech, it has to be. But there is yeah. one
6: thing you gotta to remember too, is that if you look at the financial side of it, the tech industries are not against the government coming in and regulating, because again, that'll push out a lot of the smaller companies. And partnerships are always established when there's only a few key players. And the thing about the economy crashing, it actually works in these companies' favor because the dollar is starting to collapse because of all these economic things that are happening. It works for them because if they can get in league with the government, doing you know insider trading, all that stuff, it really helps them to be the winners at the end of it. So they are the ones who are going to have the technology when the Antichrist actually reveals himself, well, like, and they get like I would say that's what's been
4: going on. I would say that's been yeah. going on, but the but the thing is, is that you know. Donald Trump's not really in in, in like those people are kind of like there are, there's like there's like there's definitely a polarization of two sides here, mm-hmm. and like you know the lines you, being and, drawn, and you get and like on one side all those tech companies are like they're on the opposite side of him, yeah, and they, they don't like him, you know what I mean? Like they're they're against him. So I mean so I would say they- that's that's exactly what they've been doing, but what we're what we're seeing is we're seeing basically the rise this nationalist rising. Oh yeah, to where they're gonna come in and basically like like no like. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of like uh, like God, right? These people, they've, they've built cities, but they shall not inhabit them. They built these companies, they built this technology, but they're not gonna inhabit it. It's gonna right. be taken from them and given right. to yeah.
6: this new movement.
2: Well, if right. you look it's into it, over. the only reason Tesla
4: think. even exists is because
2: of government subsidies. Yeah. Government basically yeah. funds yeah. Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you also
6: gotta remember too, there's a lot of backdoor deals that they're not going to share with you about. There's things that the government does, along with private companies, that they're not going to be public about. They're not going to tell you, yeah. "Oh, we actually hate him." No, they're actually illegal. Look at, look yeah, at, but I think I think what Ray's saying is that, that it's going to
1: get to a point where so. it's going to be a government takeover. Yeah. There's a line being drawn mm-hmm. because here's the thing: people follow men who conquer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. True. They there's don't like one man. Yeah, they like following men who are capable of overcoming and conquering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you see Trump making all these moves yeah. and being the leader, the strong leader and how he just takes things by force, you know what I mean? Hey man, what's going That's on true. here? The, the the other camera, brother Ulysses. What?
6: But you also got to remember too <laughs> is that even though they're putting on a front, you also have to remember that these companies they're yeah. able to put on a front and an image that makes it seem like oh yeah well, we're against i it don't now. believe that yeah. reality. i don't really see like see, see, that. That see i used to think that to but see, I, oh maybe it's a well, when it comes I, I, to I would say that's finances. true it's different
4: i would say that's true because with, with talks. the with the previous administration but with the new administration oh yeah with the new movement that's going on i i just i don't think I don't that's see true that. anymore because i don't see that happening and the reason is that's why i say that mark is because You know, when people say globalism, they use, they think of like the United Nations, but that's not really what globalism is. Now that's a part of it. But what globalism really is, is, and this is what Alex Jones has been saying for years, right? Our people who expose this stuff is that it's not necessarily countries. It's, it's, it's international corporations Mm -hmm. and it's international corporate conglomerate of, of these, of of the corporations. Right? So it's a, it's a, it's a cabal of these corporations and they have all their money is tax-free offshore. So that's why you got the banks of london and you got switzerland so they have all their tax-free money and then they put all their businesses in china for with, with slave work basically so they basically got free 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 uh, labor and they got all and they're not being taxed and then they're using all the people's taxes money getting these incentives from governments from all over the world and they're in these countries from all over the world and they're just robbing the entire world basically yeah. and then now you got a guy coming up who's basically pointing the finger at all of that and being like that's the globalists. Yeah. You know, pick me and I'll bring them down. Yeah. these people have been robbing your world for how long? Right. We need to stop them. Total control. So
1: at the end of the day, we know that Neuralink is going to be a precursor to the Mark of the Beast. Yes. Yeah, so and obviously what like. we're talking about is conjecture. It's yeah. speculation. I think there's a very strong, yeah, the, the, I think there's a very strong evidence for what I believe that nationalism, patriotism, Americanism is going to be the new the the credo of the new world order Understood. i think that's that's undeniable yeah you know Roman what i mean empire same thing yeah and i yeah. think in order to even establish something like that there needs to be one man who's conquering yeah. you know what i mean and obviously we're, we're talking about the antichrist going forth conquering into conquer yeah. but even then there's a precursor to that as even well Even now there are many antichrist, yeah there are so. many antichrists yeah. who are fulfilling that work so just keep your ears to the ground and you know it's interesting stuff just to
4: just to even. It's interesting because it's like it's not like it's just like some random guy saying this. I mean, it's Elon Musk, bro. It's like yeah. he's yeah. freaking. Yeah. To the he's, guys, like the he's most. Tesla himself, guy. Yeah, yeah you know? he's like basically the most weird. advanced yeah. tech yeah. To tech guy oh, in
1: the world right now. And you know, but at the end of the day, we know what we know to be true is that, you know, there are precursors taking place. The new world order will be established. And we already see steps to, uh, you know, taking place even today, that are going to be the building blocks to that new world order. In fact, it's probably already established. You know, the infrastructure is already there. All right, let me take some some. Let me give some shout-outs here. So this is, let's see what we got here. We got Fundy Pete. All right, let me play Peter's this video. Works
6: Baptist Church slash Rod of Iron podcast. This is Peter
7: Branscombe, and I'm from Sussex. New Brunswick, Canada. Canada. and uh, Faith Bible Baptist Church. Um, it's King James Church. Uh, however, it's got a lot of the old IFB hangups. Um, Pre-Trip Rapture. Uh huh. Dispensationalism and obviously pretty heavy
5: Israel leaning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm
7: just kind of wondering what you guys think. Uh, what passed think about what a person should do in this kind of situation, um, where, uh, how they should go about it. Should they still attend this church?
4: Absolutely.
7: Um, it, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's, you're in a rock between a hard place because there's, there's not much else around, guys. Nice.
1: I get, the, I get the gist of the question here. So basically, he's going to an old IFB church. They're pre-trib. They're Zionist, which basically means that they believe that the Jews are God's chosen people. And they believe in the pre-trib rapture, secret rapture. But it's a King James-only church. Stay there. I would, yeah, I would stay yeah, there. Yeah. I was at a pre-trib Zionist church for years. I mean, that's where I got most of my training in, you know. And here's sometimes when you hear new IFB preaching, it's like it's hard to go to anything else. And sometimes people feel that way. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if that's the best church there, you know, and don't don't belittle the church. Yeah, don't yeah. say, well, it's the only thing that I got here. You know, it's just like this, that should be your church, Man. you know, and, and take pride in your church, support your pastor. These are Thank secondary you. issues that you shouldn't, you know, uh, harp on. If it's King James only, if the, the preaching is good, if you're learning, Amen. you know, just stay there. You know, be help happy, your family grow. Be happy. Be happy where that. you're
4: at. You're blessed, bro. You're blessed and you have an opportunity to bless. Yeah. Because you're coming from from a lot of new IP preaching and you're and you and you're probably pretty educated on the Bible. So be a blessing. And not on those subjects. But, dude, there's a lot of other things yeah. to do. Be a soul winner. Be a soul winner and bless the church. Try to inspire. Yeah, bring people to church. Be a blessing yeah. because, you, honestly, you're blessed. Because there's a lot of people out there that don't have a church at right, all. Right,
6: right. Yeah, especially if the yeah. pastor's saved. I mean then What's the Amen. problem? Those Amen. are all secondary no issues. Okay. He's saved, they're soul winning. Yeah, he might be. I went to, to an old IFB church, and
1: that's where I got saved. There were pre-trib Zionists, but it was the best church that I ever went. Amen. Like I, I, love my church. You, you know, your wife you know? There. yeah, your I met policy. my wife there. I got married yeah. there. You know, I learned how to raise uh, raise my kids there. I learned everything that I that I brought here to First Works Baptist Church. You know, the vast majority of it I learned at my old church. Yep. So I, I wouldn't. Worry about all that other stuff. I think it's I, I, obviously I'm replacement theology. I believe in the post trip pre wrath rapture, but at the end of the day, you know, it's those are secondary issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I know it's annoying to hear it from the pulpit sometimes, but you know, oh wow, well. absolutely you know, serve over there. You know, because it, it could serve. always
0: be worse. People always look at oh how how much better could it be, or what I could do to make it better, but consider that it could always be worse. You, know, if right. you don't
3: like this it? Just, just move topic. to a yeah. new heavy church if you don't really like it yeah. that much. Yeah, either that or move. Yeah right. yeah.
7: right. I think that like ultimately at the end of the day, the most important thing is if they have the right plan of salvation. Man. Because if they have the right plan of salvation, you're in, if that's the best church that you can find, you know, if, if obviously if they didn't have the right plan of salvation, then yeah, you should go to a different church. But if they're they're preaching the right so, uh, plan of salvation, they just have they're wrong on different doctrines. You know, yeah. and that's not really a huge deal to kind of. You know that, that you would have like, to separate from.
4: Like Marco said, like you know, either that or move. And not to be condescending, but and like not even towards towards that guy, but just there is people, and you see him on Facebook, like like dude, and it's cringe. It's not it's not right, dude. It's not right to get yeah. on Facebook and complain about your church because be over crazy. things like that. Right. It's not right, and I don't like it at all. It's yeah. one of the things that I because it's like, dude, like what are you doing? Yeah, there was like, like a guy on there to do, one time like,
3: He was like complaining. He's like, oh my church had a missions conference. I'm like, okay.
1: I yeah, love missions yeah. conference. I had I went yeah. through a bunch of missions yeah. conferences it's, it's where God touched my heart. It is, yeah, it is a exactly big for the mission right now, field. To God that. touched my heart for the lost people all around the world. The problem is sometimes people get nitpicky. Yeah, yeah. Some people I mean? get
3: Two new IFP, and look, let, let, <laughs> and let me say this:
1: those same people, <laughs> yeah. when they come to a new IFP church, uh, yeah. sometimes they're trouble yeah. as well. They're not even going to be content here. You know, yeah, you you no. know who are the best church members are: the ones who are good church members where they're at, yep. even yep. though they had doctrinal disagreements. Always go to
0: pastors' church. You're you're you going to God's church. You know you're not go- the church does not belong to the pastor. It Does not belong to any certain individual. You're in Canada. God has a church over there. That's His church. Go and serve God. Yeah, Canada. Yeah. You're not serving
3: Thank anybody God,
1: else. there's a Baptist church yeah. out there. Yeah. It's absolutely, <laughs> Canada. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not getting on PP. Thanks for. T- no, chiming no, in no. and asking the question. No, but but it is a topic. You had a, he, you had, a, he, had a a good good he had a good attitude yeah, about it. He had a good it. attitude. He had a good attitude. But you're right. It is cringe though when yeah, I. It is because I've seen that before, and it annoys the fire out of me because I'm thinking to myself, I came from an old IFB. Like yeah. do you know do you understand that most of the pastors that you listen to in the new IFB are from the old? Are IFB. old yeah. IFB? Yeah.
3: yeah. from the old IFB. Big old IFB.
1: We came from churches <laughs> that yeah. did not believe like us. And we serve there we love the pastor we supported the pastor we went soul winning and and look most of these guys you know they complain about their church over things that they learned right on the internet maybe from pastor anderson but here's the thing some of the pastors in our movement didn't learn this things these things until later on yeah yeah in their ministry you know yeah. and so and we make a big stink about zionism obviously mm-hmm. i think it's wicked you know, there's an agenda behind it. The pre-tribulation rapture is a false doctrine. But to split hairs over it, to determine whether you go to a church there or not, I don't think you should, you know? I think you just need to bite your tongue. And and look, this is the way I saw it, okay? I was post-trip pre-wrath at my old church, and this is how I saw it. Well, I guess I'm right and everyone else is wrong on this. Yeah. that's it.
3: But did you go around? <laughs> I didn't go around spreading yeah, exactly. it. Yeah. I didn't go around we telling could. the
1: pastor he's wrong. Yeah. I respected my pastor, I love my pastor, you know, and and it just in my mind, I was like, well, he's just wrong on this, situ- on this
3: one you thing. You see
4: people say that too. They're like, oh, and, and I've gone to my pastor and told him about it. It's like, why are you even doing that? Why?
1: What's the
3: yeah. point? It's like,
4: it, did he come up to you and ask you and talk to you about the tribulation? Then, I mean, yeah, you know, don't lie. Story. It's be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I believe it's a little different, but it's like, if they didn't bring it up to you, why are you bring it up to them? They don't be cringe, bro. Like, yeah. don't change who you are just because you go to church and you got saved, say, man. Like, and be, people I mean, people who come, come here on, and they dude. come with
1: that attitude, they're some of the worst church members. And they, I'm not saying people have, but if when they come and they have that attitude, they're some of the worst church members. Because they're going to find something about our church to nitpick yeah. at, yeah, too. you get roasted There's fast. Something like. <laughs> There's something they're not going to like. There's something they're not going to like about me. And look, I implement old IFB stuff in our church.
3: Yeah, I yeah. Specials, yeah. I'm just kidding, no. <laughs> no. Hey, I like specials. specials. I like specials. specials, I like specials. I listen oh. to old IFB music.
1: I like specials, <laughs> I, I think specials are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love specials, that's why no, we're no, recording no, I a I CD. Good.
4: In my old IFB church, I thought they were, yeah, they were great. Yeah. Fire,
1: I just prefer not to have them. Yeah. Yeah. And not because the, the people in our church prefer not to have them, you understand? Yeah. I'm not taking a vote whether people want to have <laughs> yeah. specials or not. have yeah. you, you
3: don't, know, don't if take have, a deacon's vote? No, What? I don't even have deacons,
1: you know? I, I determined not to have specials just because, you know, I come from a church where that happened and I, I saw all the attitude that people who sung the specials, but I wanted a happy medium because, yeah. you know, there's still spiritual songs. that touches the heart. So why
3: don't we just record a CD? And every once in a while we do sing the old IFB special songs, but as a congregation. Yeah. And it's even more fun. I love them. Yeah. He is mine. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'd rather good. have Jesus. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Look, folks, every church needs to have a little bit of old IFB flavor in it, okay? Yeah, it's good stuff. Right. Part your mm-hmm. hair. Part your <laughs> hair. So. Ezekiel ego five. That's another, that's another <laughs> subject for another day. Don't even get me started on that. You know, and look, I find that the people who I get along with the best in the new IFB sometimes are those who maybe have come from an old IFB church who were a blessing at that church. Mm-hmm. But, but they're mean? just in Zong. Justin Zong is a perfect example yeah. of that. Shout out to brother, Justin Zong, yeah. my Chinese brother, you know, who you might have to he's, bleep out his name or, <laughs> 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 He, he, he uh, goes to an old <laughs> IFB church and you know what? Him and his pastor are like best friends. Yeah. And he loves his pastor, his pastor loves him. He's a blessing there. I mean, he's an asset to the church. Yep. Yeah. You know, I think he's gonna get married to a girl at his church. Like in, two you know? weeks, in
3: two weeks, I think. two weeks married, yeah. 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 He just you got know. his bachelor's degree Ain't gonna yeah. be a bachelor And he's
4: doing Wing Chun <laughs> Wing Chun I don't know about Wing Chun but You know Yeah he does Wing Chun Oh that's right
1: That's right He does Wing Chun Yeah. What was yeah. That? It
0: comes down to What are your motives Or why are you going To that church yeah. You know So If you're going to
1: serve Go serve God You know Don't And look If, if you don't like Oh, oh, he doesn't preach that hard. But you know, if he's preaching out of the King James Bible, you can always get something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I heard preaching in the old IFB church and, and it wasn't, you know, leather lung screaming and it wasn't like that. But you know what? I always learn something. Yeah. I always learn something. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, the spirit, the, the, the inward, you know, we delight in the law of God after the inward man. Mm-hmm. And if biblical principles are being taught, the King James Bible is being, and look, I know there's people out there, you shouldn't preach on the podcast. I do whatever I want on this podcast, bro. Okay. Yeah. I want to preach. I preach, right? (laughs) (laughs) Pastor Mejia, bro. You know, you gotta. If it's if the King James Bible is being used, read from, expounded upon, I can always always learn. Always, it's always profitable. So, you know, it needs to be. You need to have a zeal according to knowledge, and play your cards wisely. You know. And look, unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of guys in these churches who could probably have a lot of influence over their pastor if they if they play their cards right. Mm-hmm. If they were a blessing, if they were an asset. But instead, sometimes what happens is they, they kind of burn their bridges with their pastor. Yeah, and then you know their pastor kind of marks them as being a troublemaker yep. and they no longer have that influence. So anyways, that's pretty much it. Just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> Any last thoughts, gentlemen?
0: More more comments, more commentary?
1: Uh we got just what a couple more, questions. but I think we're out of time. So, you know, I'm just going to give a shout-out to Brother Ashton Ayat, James Forrest. We'll probably get to your questions next week. We didn't have time for that, and uh, that's pretty much it. So signing off on the Rod of Iron podcast. Make sure you tune in next week. Episode number three, right, coming up next week.
3: Breakdancing. I'm just kidding. No. Breakdancing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah break dancing. <laughs> All right, guys.
1: Have a good one.